Hello listeners and welcome to State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your hostess with the most S to say on the topic of self-determination, Stephen Payton. The date is Friday the 10th of September 2021, let's get into it. Kicking things off, the Scottish Government has set out its latest legislative agenda and, no surprises, it includes a commitment to a second referendum by the end of 2023 should the Covid pandemic pass in time. This isn't really news anymore at this point. The First Minister has been saying one version of this or another for quite some time now. The difference being that this time there's something closer to a plan in the run-up to the proposed timing of another poll on independence. Sort of. Nicola Sturgeon has confirmed that work has restarted on bringing together a detailed prospectus on the case for independence to ensure that, in her words, the choice, when it comes, is a fully informed one. There were plenty other interesting announcements as part of the programme for government, including many policy commitments as a result of the cooperation deal in place with the Scottish Green Party, but that is for another podcast to dive into. The point of interest here is that work has resumed in some manner on both securing and winning a second referendum after a delay to deal with the most serious effects of the coronavirus pandemic. But will it bear fruit? This isn't exactly the first time that we have been promised a summer of independence or campaign kickoff only for it to fizzle into nothing or for that matter to deliver a serious financial plan for independence something the original white paper also wasn't exactly the best on john swinney has pledged to deliver that comprehensive financial plan ahead of indyref 2 but if it's anything like the growth commission report eh. i've said before that any economic report on an independent scotland should focus on the possibilities of what can be achieved with independence, rather than outline what the SNP would do economically after independence. While a vehicle for securing a second vote, it's not necessarily the case that they are the party that will be leading us after doing so. And I'm personally of the view that that means showing more than one road for a post-independence Scotland to take. But that's something we all have to look forward to, especially as the supposed strong shoulders of Britain continue to crumble. It's becoming clearer every day that Westminster cannot really be trusted to make sound economic decisions on behalf of Scotland, something that has only been reinforced this week as the Tories have announced they will be raising national insurance tax and scrapping the triple lock on pensions, two things they explicitly pledged not to do in their last manifesto. Yet, despite being under the most incompetent British government in recent memory, polling on independence remains broadly steady at a near even split. Yes, there has been a poll too, actually, but we'll come back to that in just a moment. Uh, This poll has found that support for independence remains just slightly ahead. The latest opinion poll commissioned by Sky News has found that 51% of Scots are currently in favour of independence, while support for the Tories in Scotland continues to drop. Interestingly, it also found that more people were supportive of the Scottish Greens joining the government than opposed it, which suggests that there is actually broad support for seeing the Greens in government, despite being a smaller party. But that wasn't the only poll to be published this week. Another poll showed support for staying in the union jumping up to 57% 
with Don't Knows removed, making it something of an outlier. That seems wildly different from other polls. So, when I tell you that it comes courtesy of our friends at Scotland in Union, you'll maybe understand a little better why. Here's the thing about polls. First, they obviously aren't a substitute for the real thing, but secondly, it can actually be quite simple to skew the results toward the answer that you want, either by asking a leading question or by trying to reframe the conversation to influence how people view it. Polling can actually be a form of campaigning in itself. After all, it could influence how you think about an issue if you have someone calling you up to say, according to whoever, this would be bad for hardworking Scots like yourself. Do you agree? Scotland and Union here have fallen back onto a tactic that they have been using for a while now by changing the question on independence from yes and no into a leave remain one, attempting to tie the cause of independence with Brexit and generally muddying the waters. And this is despite the fact that yes no is universally recognised as the terms by which we discuss Scotland's constitutional future. And that can influence the results. It's why the campaign group's polling always lies way out with polling data that uses the standard question. So, if anyone does point to that poll as a reason for opposing independence, you can just remind them of that. And finally, this week, the SNP's conference kicks off online today, and with that has come a call from the CND to set a definitive deadline post-independence to remove Trident from Scottish waters. The organisation has called for delegates to back a motion that calls for the weapon system to be scrapped within three years of independence. This follows the publication of a counter-proposal from other SNP members that asks the party to not fix a timetable, but instead leave an open deadline. Which isn't really a deadline. Scottish CND, however, are concerned that without a set deadline of within three years of becoming independent, that removing the system would just become indefinitely delayed as negotiations happen with Westminster. Removing nuclear weapons from Scotland is, for many, a key motivator for having an independent Scotland, myself included, so it will be interesting to see how that vote goes today. But that does bring us to an end this week. So with all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? Like Boris Johnson's various manifesto commitments, broken. See you all again next week.